Shattered Dice and Broken Pants, an actual play role-playing podcast made by adults for adults. Welcome, listeners, to another special, special episode called Episode 6, Part 1. Yes, we are still... Robin cannot be here for the session, and therefore we're recording another one from his perspective. This one is also extra special, because we are recording things... Like, we're recording two episodes at a time to be able to make sure that we won't die from stress of trying to record things and stuff. Which is why we technically haven't recorded episode 5 part 2 yet. So, this is going to be interesting, where we're going to be playing in the future of things. And I technically don't quite know exactly what's going to happen, so it's going to be pretty funny. I'm going to make a lot of assumptions of what's going to happen in episode 5 part 2 in this. I'm sure the others don't do anything bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing bad is going to happen. Nothing at all. Uh, Oh, boy. Some stuff is going to happen here and there. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, By the way, I'm still here with Robin, a.k.a. Lucius. Hi, hi. And we're about to record episode 6, part 1. I hope that you will all enjoy, and let's get into it. Lucius, you had just murdered two people and used fraudulence to change a contract. You had done all of this within the time of a day. It had I don't gone, remember any of it. It had gone a few hours, but like you have done a lot of things. A bunch of the day, of course, had gone by as you've been walking back and forth, fixing things here and there. So, of course... Most of the day has gone by, so it's starting to become more towards the afternoon. But you were just done with sending an arrow straight into Mark's aorta on his left arm, and then simply walked back towards the southern, uh, walked back towards the southern district, whistling and feeling good about yourself. As you're walking there towards the south you're gonna start hearing some weird things as you're walking as if you hear you hear screams people are definitely screaming uh, you're gonna notice that some screaming goes fading away as if as if they were screaming more towards the center of town but as you go in more southward you start hearing more screaming from there so you were so you're hearing screaming from two different places, but now you're getting closer and closer to the screaming happening from the southern district. Hmm? Keep on walking, not thinking that much about it, like people. Basically, screaming. I would like to keep an eye out. As you keep on walking, as you keep on walking, you're going to get to a point where you see people 
running past you, screaming out monster and running away from the direction that you're walking. After a few more steps walking that way, you notice that not very far from the Red Ravens, uh, from the Red Ravens uh, headquarters, there is a bit of a gathering of people, and you can sense the distinct smell of blood coming from that area. You can hear a absolute scream coming out from there. People are still, some people are still running away, but you see a bunch of Red Raven guards is, well, some Red Raven guards are dead on the ground. There's three Red Raven guards still standing, and in the middle, there is a quite horrific creature. It looks to be a humanoid but it has huge growths of pus. It's pierced all over its body with different items that definitely should not be there. Its eyes has gone completely mad. It is just whipping around in complete, like, hysteria and madness and just slamming things around. Several guards, as I said before, is laying dead on the ground, very crushed by this thing. And there's still three guards standing. And I'd like you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Can I, f- Can I first roll Arcana to identify what this is? As I walk closer to it? Uh, sure. But uh, first roll my wisdom saving throw. That's a natural one for two. Cool. Um, you are stopped by just the pure fear of watching this horrific, grotesque being. Like, you feel sick to your core of how disgusting this thing looks. And you can see that it kind of looks like... It kind of looks like it used to be a human that has just been transformed horrifying, horrifyingly. As you're standing there, the hair on your neck also stands up, as to your right, you can see the thing that haunts you, the black Enderman-looking creature is standing right next to you, and seems to be showing the expression of hatred and anger towards this thing that you're looking at right now. Yeah, but I'm completely feared. You are completely feared right now. Um, so you can do nothing as this creature rushes over to uh, to the left in an extremely fast pace and punches that one of the one of the Red Raven uh, thugs with such a force from its one arm that is like more deformed and more like grotesque and bigger, with such force that the thug just flies backwards right right into a wall of a house. You can see the, the thug <coughs> and just falls over as its chest cavity has been completely cracked, in, cracked inwards. The creature, the, the two thugs, by the way, starts to back off a little bit as it looks at it, and the creature seems to get a notion of you standing there and the thing that probably 
now makes you the most freaked out? The creature in front of you, this grotesque being, is not looking at you. It's looking at the thing that is haunting you. The Enderman-looking fella next to you. It is looking straight at it and just starts to bullrush towards it. Of course, when it reaches it, it just goes straight through as if it was not as if it wasn't there, and the thing that haunts you just disappears into smoke. The thing then turns around, faces you at a very close distance, and looks angry, insane, and confused. It screams into your face as loud as it can, and it actually screams out the words. Where is it? Before it then simply jumps at you. And this is pretty much where your uh, Frozen of Fear ends. But it's still gonna jump at you. What is your AC? Uh, Only 14. Only 14. Cool. Let me see. Uh, Yabba-dabba-doo. What is your HP? 19. Coolers. Um, it slams into you. You, like you, like slide backwards with the staggering punch into your chest. You can feel two ribs breaking as you take sixteen damage as you slide backwards. Nice. And it's your turn. <laughs> oh, I'm running ninety feet. Sure. Where are you running towards? I don't care. Sure. Uh, you just Let me running. roll the D4. Yeah, the thing is running behind you with a very high speed as well. But Four. it's not 90 feet fast, though. It is fast. Um, so after 90 feet, you think that you're gonna be quite. You're gonna think. You think that you're like gonna be quite far in front of it. Yeah, no, it is It is on your heel. It is only 10 feet behind you. Yeah, no, I just keep running north. Sure. It is going to be rushing after you. Um, you can hear it just crashing through different wooden obstacles and such. Uh, roll in acrobatics to see how fast you can get through the crowded streets and jump over uh, So it's completely ignoring everyone. It completely ignoring everyone else. I rolled a 14 on acrobatics. Sure. Uh, you're jumping over things. It is crashing through different wooden obstacles. People who are in its way are going to like, Oh, what? Oh my god! And wham! It just slams them to the side and then rushes after you. It seems to have its eyes set on you, and you're certain that it has to have something to do with your... Um, with the thing that haunts you, obviously. That made it so, so angry with specifically you. And it keeps on screaming, Where is it? Where is it? As it just runs after you at a high, high speed. Um, you are, though, going to notice you are slightly faster than it. You are, like, you are slowly, slowly gaining momentum away from it. The creature is going to realize it, 
grab some grab some wooden stuff and just try to throw them towards you. Um, I will allow you to make uh, acrobatic or athletics checks to see if you can try to avoid them, stuff like that, as just trying to slow you down. Five on acrobatics. Five. It definitely a few things get in front of your way. You stumble and he gets closer again. But he's not able to catch you quite yet. As you keep How on far going. in the city am I now? You're running. It's a big city. It takes time. Like, this is still just seconds really has gone by. Uh, you are starting to rush outwards, rush out of the southern district. But you are starting to close in towards the center, towards the central place. But it's going to take you some time to get there. I wish to keep an out out for guards or white dragons or something. Uh, sure. You keep on running at a very high speed. You run, 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 and uh, it keeps on throwing things to slow you down, so you can't quite get out of of its reach, but you're still not able to get hit. But you are running. Your your chest is hurting. It is pounding. You definitely have broken some ribs. It is awful as you just keep on trying to get the fuck away. You get closer and closer to the central. And you start getting towards the actual market of this place. And as you're getting closer and closer in, more and more people are starting to get gas. You gotta find more and more people here. You start seeing people who is running away from the market, seeing you with this thing behind, and suddenly don't really know where to run and just try to throw themselves towards the edges of the street. Uh, you're gonna see more guards around here running in panic, not knowing what to do. Uh, some guards rush up and like, HALT! Please! And then just get slammed to the side by this thing. You reach the central of the market, where you're gonna see quite a lot of dead people who've just been pummeled down. You see two more of these creatures dead on the ground, and you even see a dead white dragon corpse there. <laughs> On this place, you also see you see Kaylee, uh, kind of laying on the ground with seemingly a broken leg, and in the middle of the market, you see Burin, Kai, and Nekor fighting against two more of these creatures, uh, fighting furiously, trying not to die from these things as you just rush past them. And they, of course, also see you having another creature following you, rushing through the, the market. Uh, you get to the other side of the market, because you can't really stay here, because this thing is definitely only focusing you. You get to the other side, where uh, you're going to see some more guards. Roll my perception check. Fifteen. Fifteen. You're gonna see a big group of white dragon soldiers on their way towards the market right now in the alleyway next over. You can easily rush in there to like and hopefully hopefully make this thing follow you in there. Yep, that's exactly what I do. 
thing. You rush in there. The creature follows you in. Uh, the white dragon is gonna like look at you like, what is? Oh my god! And they're gonna pull their weapons as voom! It just crashes into them. You also see the man with the silver helmet, aka Jurgen, at the front, pulling out a sword that looks quite beautifully ornamented with like white and silvery uh, ornaments. He holds it in front of himself, and with a flick, he makes it transform into two identical swords. He's holding one in each hand, and it tries to stand in the way of this creature as it slams into Jurgen. He he like slides backwards, but just trying to hold it, but just trying to hold it from rushing after you. Yeah, and I'm getting really tired from sprinting at full speed. Yeah. So as soon as I'm behind the white dragons, yep. I wish to stop running after a little bit and pull out my short bow. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and combat truly begins. Roll me an initiative. Twenty. Twenty. I will actually... S yeah, you actually start. So when I tried to assassinate Mark, yep. I said I poisoned a couple arrows. What I want to know, though, is is the poison still active? Yes, still active. Alright, then I try and shoot it with a poisoned arrow. It has sure. a lethal poison on it. Sure. Uh, roll me an attack. Uh, 20? It's a hit. Definitely hit. So, it's attacked by Jorgensen as well. Uh, Jorgensen right now holding it back. Yes, uh, which means I can trigger a sneak attack. Yes, yes you can. So it's seven plus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nine. Two, two ones on a sneak attack. <laughs> uh, that's still nine damage plus the poison. It slams straight into the creature's shoulder. It doesn't really even seem to almost notice as it just looks at the arrow, grabs it with its other arm, and just, and, uh, and just pulls it out and throws it to the side. Um, as it just keeps on being pushed. You don't see the direct effects of the poison as it's still being pushed back. Uh, anything else you want to do? Can I use my cunning action to hide? Since it's currently kind of occupied by Jorgensen? Sure. It is still focusing on you mostly. Yes. So uh, tell me how you do it. Like First of all, tell me how do you want to hide? Basically, while Jurgensen like stand in front of it and try and block it, I'd wish to use the other white dragons to make like a uh, obscurity and hide in one of the other alleyways. Uh, all right, just when I like kind of like rush into one of the alleyways without it realizing which alleyway you ran into. Yeah. Sure. I won't move far, but sure, like, I'd uh, be hidden a bit. Roll me stealth with disadvantage as you're just trying to rush into somewhere. Eleven. Eleven. Um, you rush into there. I'm gonna roll for it to see if it realizes where you are. It's a 
normal wisdom throw for it, actually. Cool. Uh, as soon as you, like, rush, like, back and forth a little bit and then jump into uh, one of the alleyways, you realize that it completely lost track of you. It does not know which way you went. Which seems to anger it even more as it is, as it is its turn now. By the way, when it was talking to me... Yes. What language? Uh, ooh, that's very true. Uh, it is screaming in Abyssal. Yeah, because you said I understood. Yes, you understood it. Yes, as I believe you speak Abyssal, right? Yes. Yes, it, it screamed in Abyssal at you. Of where is it? Yep, and it seems to get even more angrier now as you disappeared and is going to uh, make a slam attack towards Jurgen. Actually, um, uh, actually, an attack called Mega Punch towards Jurgen. Mega Punch. All right, he makes a slam towards Jurgen, who, with quite ease, just flips his slam downward, so he misses. And Jurgen is still trying to hold this thing back. You can hear fighting starts to go out as more white dragons jumps in and they start doing a type of attack um, that like they, they like they cut through the air uh, with like a radiant swing and just cut straight into this creature. It screams out in pain as if it hurts truly hurts when they do this and I'll, and it just keeps on fighting. Your turn again. So I have holy water. Yes. Is that holy water of my religion? Yes. Okay. What is it to throw? What skill? Um, it is... I believe throw will go on... Just dex? Hmm. There is... Uh, you can have throwing weapons and stuff. And... It's usually based on strength, but I'm gonna say it's okay to base it on dex since it's such a since it's just a, such a small item you're throwing. Basically, I want to run up a little bit, yeah, to get close to it. What is your uh, what is your proficiency when it comes to weapons? It is crossbow, hand, long sword, rapier, short sword, simple weapon. All simple weapons. I would say this goes on a simple weapon, as I believe there's some throwing weapons in there. So you get your uh, dex plus your precision bonus. And since I'm hidden, do I get advantage? Uh, yes, you do. Yeah, so I want to run up close to it, then run away, but throw it at the close point. Sure. Holy water of Lamia. Sure thing. Let's see. 15. 15. Alright. Oh, wait, I have advantage. Yes, you do. <laughs> Oof. 8, 10. Alright, but it's still a 15 since you um, yeah. had the first roll there. So, with a 15, you throw this vial of holy water straight into the head of this creature as it's standing there. You can see it splashes over it. And at first, it just looks like the water just dripping down. It looks a bit angry. And, and, and now it sees you since you throw this thing at it. Yeah. It seems very angry as you throw this thing. and But then you can see bubbles on its skin. 
the creature stops, looks down at itself on this water, and you can see how its skin starts to boil where this holy water has touched it. It starts screaming in pain. That is when you can see your haunting creature is standing next to you again and just laughing and looking at this thing with hatred. I'll say an abyssal before I run away. Oh, there he is. <laughs> the creature's gonna stay there and watch it burn and just chuckle as you rush run back from there. And it's gonna scream in pure utter pain. I'm gonna make a roll for it to see if he can get the fuck out of the grip that <laughs> that uh, Mr. OP has him is holding. And actually, yes, it barely manages to slam Jurgensen away from it and rush through the white dragons trying to rush after you. Where they can you? probably reach me. Yes, it can. Because I didn't use cunning action to dash. It can barely reach. You can see it's extremely hurt as it makes a final attack, tries to just rush and jump and slam down on you. Uh, what is your AC? 14. Cool. It barely hits, but it hits. How much yeah, HP do you have left? Down. Three. Cool. Alright, so I can tell you this. If it does 22 damage in one hit, you automatically dies. Because, because if you take as much negative as you have as you have in full HP at once, like you go from uh, positive HP to negative 19 in one punch, you die. I no mean, but there's nothing throws. I can do. No nothing. All right? Just telling you this as I roll this. All right. It rolled a 21 damage. You are one damage from immediately dying. It slams you down into the earth so hard... You can feel your kidney. You can feel your kidney like breaking. You can feel several bones snapping in your body as it Ooh. screams out, Where is it? As unconsciousness starts to take over. That is when you see, and it, it, it takes up another fist for the final blow on, on your head, as you can see the other white dragons just jumping over this creature and just start stabbing it to death where it is. As it was so hurt, as unconsciousness overtakes you completely. I would like you to make me two death saving rolls. You do not want to roll a natural one. It's just a d20, right? Yes. A three, so that's a failure? That's a fail. What happens if you roll a one? You get two, uh, two fails at once. Okay, a ten. Is that a fail? It's a success. It is, it is higher chance to succeed than it is to fail, so ten up is a success and nine down right. is a fail. 
That's a success. You fail and a success. But um, you do not have to roll once more uh, as you suddenly start to... (gasps) You can feel yourself starting to breathe again as you can see how Jurgensen is standing above you and is holding his hand on your chest and seems to be making some prayers. And you can see him almost like uh, trying to convince his goddess, like, you speak celestial, right? Yes. He, he speaks celestial and is trying to convince his goddess, saying, I know he is not a believer of you, but please, he has done a great sacrifice here. He has fought a great foe, a foe, a foe that is against all of us. Please heal this. Please heal him. He does not deserve to die here. He is having his hand above you and you can feel yourself gaining 5 HP. So you go from 0 to 5. You get (laughs) breath again and you are definitely definitely disoriented as he lets go of your chest and says, Ah, you're alive. He looks up to the sky and says, Thank you for Leia. I'll say in natural celestial. Yeah. Uh, thank your goddess for me. <laughs> I already have, dear friend. I noticed quite early that you are not of the Freelian faith, but you do not deserve to die like that. He. He starts looking through your body and he says, you need to get to a doctor, like, right away. You are extremely hurt. You can feel yourself in extreme pain. Come on. He gets some guards over there to help, help, like, get you up, or help get you up and, like, almost carry you away. Before they carry me away, I'd wish to tell him that... There seemed to be quite a fight in the center near the market that yeah, would need their help. I thought so. Thank you. Take him Thank to the you. medic. Then he rushes backwards towards what is still is being heard as a fight. As uh, they start taking you away from the scene and take you um, towards more north, actually, and takes you... Uh, pretty close to the Cathedral of Freleia, pretty close to there, there is a pretty big, like, uh, pretty big uh, doctor's house that they carry you into. Uh, inside there, there is a kind of small gnome doctor who is walking around and, hmm, yes, ah, I see, hmm, ah, oh, hello, yes, put him over there on the table. Ah, what do we have here? As he climbs up on a chair next to you. Hmm. 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 Open your eyes, please. Uh, we're not quite sure what race he is, but he is obviously an Asima. Look at his eyes. <laughs> he starts. Does he look in my eyes? Yeah, he looks in your eyes. He sees PTSD. He does. He actually looks in your eyes and first says, "Look in his eyes. He's a, uh, he's a troubled soul. Do not worry, my friend. You will be all right." He starts going through your body. Ah, uh, you are quite hurt indeed. Broken, broken ribs, you have a broken arm, your kidney is fucked up, and your liver is, has some internal bleedings. Hmm. You're quite the guy with words, right? 
perhaps next time you could sweeten the words a bit. <laughs> so, sorry there, old friend. Uh, yeah, he takes up a little vial and says, drink this. What do I roll for poison? Uh, roll, okay, that's very true. I would love to have an alchemy skill. but there like, Is it one. nature? Nature is probably the closest, yeah. Roll the nature. Uh, for this one, either nature or arcana will work. All right, I'll roll arcana. Sure, roll me. 19. Cool, that is definitely a knockout potion. That's going to knock you out. You're going to operate on me. Yep. Aren't you? Absolutely. You're not going to live even two hours without operation. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> I knock it back. Yep. It takes you less than like five seconds before you just knocked out. Yeah, I have no constitution as well, so it would spread yeah. through my body instantly. You can, of course, try to resist it with a constitution no. saving throw, but I doubt you want to. Uh-huh. And your eyes start to get up as you are really dozy and just like, what the fuck? <sighs> you're in a hospital bed. God, you're in pain. But it's not that bad. You look down and you see that your entire like torso and your right arm is like in a cast. And it like you are fucked up, but you're not you're guessing that the operation was successful since you're still alive. And next to you, to your great shock and not expecting is Melvin Raven. Seems to be sitting on a chair reading a book and just wait and probably waiting for you to wake up really. I'll say in Thieves Can't. To what do I owe the pleasure? Ah, oh, Lucius, how nice. <clears throat> well, you managed to uh, get the creature away from Cloud and the uh, the house. Didn't really have a choice. Well, Cloud was uh, quite touched by your behavior and actually extremely impressed. I can touch her. Because uh, I'm completely groggy, I don't get the meaning. Uh, gets a slight chuckle and... Listen. <laughs> the Red Ravens are very satisfied with your work as well, with the uh, gods and the, uh, and the report, and also this. He holds out a signet ring towards you. Sinid Ring has uh, has an image of a black raven with a red eye inside of it. That's a red raven symbol? Yep, it's a red raven symbol. Uh, Cloud has decided to make you an official part of the red ravens. That means that whenever you're in trouble, you can always call on the red ravens. No matter where you are in the world, you can always call on the red ravens. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not the biggest presence everywhere. Uh, not everywhere, but we exist. Mostly everywhere. Mostly. He uh, puts a small sack of coin next to the to the to the bedside table. Forty gold coins, as was discussed. 
Take care, Lucius. You too, Melvin. And he walks out. Did the operation heal me? The operation has made it so you're no longer dying from the internal bleeding. Um, I will say, I will bring you up to half health right now. Round it up or down? Uh, rounded up. As you're laying there, uh, you can hear a few words from Melvin outside, and it doesn't take long before the Dr. Gnome uh, walks into walks into your room and... Ah, perfect! You're awake! He gets up on his chair next to you and... Ah, let me take a look at you! And he takes off your bandages. You can see big, like, th- these big <laughs> incision points where he has carved into your skin... Asimar, uh, Asimar anatomy is a bit more interesting and a bit more harder to work on, but I have completed the, the completed the task. You can see pretty much your entire chest cavity has been like cut open and then closed again. I had to reinsert your uh, rib cage. I needed to open up by your uh, by your kidneys and by your liver to be able to save it from bleeding out on you. And, uh, yeah, payment also got done by Melvin Raven over there. I am very impressed by your, uh, by your friends, by, well, how, of how high up friends you have. And, uh, yeah. You're sure you're validated, Doctor? Eh, I'm validated. Don't have to worry about it. Uh, and the reason why I made such a big incision up here was because I wanted to put your ribs back in place. All right? Then, uh, last procedure will be this. And he picks up another vial, uncorks it, and he just pours it over your torso. And it feels kind of soothing. It feels like it's, it, it feels like it's numbing your uh, torso from feeling pain at all. And he seems to call in another person. And a uh, female elf walks in. She has greenish hair and very dark skin and these greenish eyes. She walks up, discuss a little bit with the doctor. She walks up, puts her hands on your torso. You can see this almost like leaf-like spells being like put against your body. And this leaf starts to just cover your entire torso and you can feel them doing something to your torso. And as soon as your entire torso is completely filled with leaves, uh, instead of bandages, um, the doctor's gonna look at it again and say, "Ah, yes. Um, keep these healing leaves on for about a day, and uh, after that, pick them off. And uh, you're still gonna have some feelings from your damages, but uh, you should be pretty good to go by tomorrow. Not the best, but good to go. I also recommend having the cast on your arm for a few days or so, as it is healed, but." Uh, the healed up part is uh, still a bit weak from uh, being healed up like that. The guys that brought me in, where can I find them? Ah yes, the white dragon, uh, the white dragon soldiers brought you in here. Um, they should probably be just in the cathedral right over. Uh, that's usually where they hang out. Perfect. You need me to stay here? No, you're full more than welcome to get up and move around. Just sign this paper. Release forms. I look it over and if it's just release forms, it's a release I'll sign form. it. It's a release form. There it is. And everything is already paid for. I'll sign it. Get up and walk out. I'll walk over to the cathedral. It's still 
hurts and feels weird. You you probably take on your gear and stuff first, so you're a bit more like proper. You can still feel the leaves on you uh, doing stuff to like heal your body. You can feel your broken ribs starts to like heal up, and you're like, oh. yeah. I would probably not wear my armor. Yeah, like some t- like probably wearing clothes. Uh, yeah. And sometimes you just have to stop because of the pain of a rib healing itself back in, in position hurts like crazy. And time to time you have to stop and then keep on moving after that. But uh, you get to the cathedral and you get inside. It's a lot of people inside uh, is praying to Freya right now. And uh, yeah, at the back of the cathedral... Let's see, the cathedral is it's a huge cathedral. It has these um, stone pillars goes up to keep the roof up. A bunch of people is sitting in rows praying to Philea. At um, the, gl- um, the windows are made out of stained glass in different uh, pictures of Philea during her life and uh, what she did on Earth. And at the far back, there is a huge statue, a huge stone statue out of Philea who is holding up a beer mug and laughing and in the uh, center of her uh, in the center of her chest there is a green crystal ball and in front of this statue stands two very big uh, like armored people guarding the statue it looks like at the far back, you can see a few white dragons walking back and forth into a, into a room that is behind the statue. I'll walk towards the back, but while I'm walking, can I now roll Arcana? Yes. On the creature? Yes, you can. 17. The creature you met out there... Um... It was definitely a normal human that has gone through some kind of corrupting process that made it look like that, that made it into that form. Something had corrupted its body so much that it was no longer even human. Like, it had been transformed into a straight-up monster. And... Your poison probably did nothing on it, by the way, uh, oh. as the pus and already poisons going through it probably made it completely immune to it. Oh. Only religion. 23. 23. From the way the creature that is haunting you reacted towards it, from the different stories you've heard long ago... There is only one religion that comes to mind that can cause this transformation. And even when you just think the word, your head starts to hurt. The goddess Omega just keeps echoing in your mind. It's the only logical solution to what that beast was. An Omega Abomination. Omega is... Since your since your religion is Lamia, you know more about Omega than most other people in most of the world. 
Omega is a corrupting goddess. Corrupting goddess of madness. She corrupts everything she touches and is seen as a global threat all the time. And you know that usually you don't want people to even know she exists. Because from the experience you even had now just thinking of her, your head hurt. And her grasp upon you increased during that moment of you thinking of her. Hmm. That is how corrupting her entity is. Uh, Then I will walk towards the back of the cathedral. As you get towards the door in the back, um, a white dragon opens it up. Is about to walk out to do something as they sees you and... Oh. Oh, you're up? As you recognize him as one of the people who carried you to the uh, hospital. Yes. The gnome was qualified. Uh, definitely. He's one of the best medics in town. You are lacking good medics in that case. <laughs> well, he healed you up in Andra Day, didn't he? I mean, sure. Hey, Clyde. The Asimar is up and running. A few other uh, white dragons going to come out and they're like, oh my god. You looked fucked up when we brought you over there. Holy shit, man. Wow. Uh, once he is done uh, admiring my constitution, I'd wish to ask him if Jürgen is currently in sight as I wish to give my gratitude. Um, the white dragons look at each other a little bit and then... By the way, the white dragons here are of a few different races. Humans, half-elves, elves. You even see a dwarf. They look at each other thinking like, Yeah, alright. Um, wait here. And one of them walks in. And after a five minute or so, uh, Jurgen himself comes to the door and takes off his silver helmet. Showing... Uh, showing his... Uh, Pretty light brown hair that goes down to his shoulders, a very well neat cut beard, a uh, very well neat cut full beard and green eyes. And he walks up. Ah, perfect. You're Thank up. Thank you for your time, sir. Lucius, right? I'm surprised. Well, uh, Melvin came by and uh, informed me of your name. Why would he do such a thing? Uh, I was there before he showed up by 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 your side eventually in the in the medical's place to check up on you. That's where I met Melvin. You were watching me while I was unconscious. No, I went there to check up on you to make sure to make sure that you had survived. I'm flattered, sir. <laughs> I always go and check up the people that I saved. Well. That's a noble thing, I guess. It's just a thing I do. I swap to celestial language. As I would say to him that... How come those creatures that are linked to the one that we won't name... How come they're rising up in your capital and properly in the rest of the country? (laughs) 
both him and all the other white dragons, like, seems a little bit stunned by your words. Jurgensen is going to uh, uh, make a gesture showing you to come inside the door, like, further away from the church. I'll follow him. He's going to be speaking in Celestial and say, I see you know what they are. I have heard some things about them. The thing is, we ourselves didn't know what was happening until yesterday. Kaylee got a tip. Um, it was from someone in your group, Burin, uh, I think. It was a tip about something, a certain type of creature was uh, had entered, well, was going towards Marla. So we made some investigating and very quickly noticed a connection between the disappearances and the corruption, so to say. We have made some searches around and we're right now trying to find the source because this is not a normal invasion that they do from time to time this is something else it was screaming something I believe the other ones who understood it told me that it was screaming where is it? Do you know anything about that? I do. But before I wish to tell you anything, if you value this country and its inhabitants, you should hire me. <laughs> He's gonna take up a chair. He's gonna sit down. He's gonna look at you and say, All right. All right. I know more of the entity behind the creatures than probably most of the entire White Dragon Order. Do tell. First of all, I look him straight in his eyes. Yep. He's sitting down and he is listening with his... With his yeah, yeah I'll, I'll look him straight in the eyes. Mm. He can see a shit ton of haunted That's very stuff. true. Secondly, what do you see when you look at me? man who has been through life over and over again. Beaten I don't care about my history, I mean in the present. Stand up. What I see right now? Yes. I see an Asimar who has survived an onslaught. For which area in the world do you think this Asimar hails from? All the different white dragons look at each other. Well, rumor says you're from Delaria. So, you could understand why I have more intelligence than any of you. My goddess has literally been fighting those creatures for longer than Freleia already on her. If you wish to solve this curse or whatever's going on, you need to do it fast. And you need me. He stands up from a chair and thinks a little bit. I've already sent for the Chosen. When she gets here, she will definitely take care of the little outbreak. 
quite certain, but I don't know if we'll actually find the source. He looks a little bit around, seemingly lost in thought. What did you have in mind when, when you said to hire you? You write a contract to the Black Shields, specifically asking for our group. You'll get me and the three others that you apparently haven't met already. We'll help you in the investigation and should be able to solve it way quicker than any of you white dragons by yourself. You're, uh... You're the group, the Black Shields, right? Or yeah, from yeah. my own group seven. A small chuckle. Kaylee is still alive because of your group. Back down at the square. Fine. I'll make an official request already today. You know where my group went, by the way? Uh, well, they should have gone back to the Black Shields Hall. I should be there. Great. Well, it's in the pleasure as normal, sir. I will take my leave if there's nothing else. If I hire you, I'm going to expect great things, Lucius. I was born to deliver. I'll make the deal already tonight. Yeah, I'll even walk with you back to the guild hall and make the deal right there. Uh, I'm a bit uh, going to slow you down, most likely. It's fine. He gets out of his... Gets out of there and starts walk with you back towards the guild hall and have a little chat with you back towards there. Anything else you would like to do on the way there? I'd wish to talk... See if I can make him say things that he might not want to share. Like, talking about history, then delving into politics, then some of the things that currently happen, see his stance on it. Sure. Roll me a... Um, persuasion roll. Definitely a persuasion roll. Persuasion. I will use the inspiration. Sure thing. Which should give me advantage, then? Uh, yes. Nineteen or twenty-one. Oh, twenty-one. You try to talk back and forth, trying to get some information out of him, and you do manage to get him to slip up. You talk a little bit about the chosen and wondering a bit, and. At first, he simply explains that the Chosen is the Chosen of Rilea. In a religion, there is different types of... Um, there's like hierarchy. We have like uh, priests and priestesses. Uh, there, Then we have like bishops, and which gains more... They, they gain like a bit more power from the, mm. from the church. Then we have champions, and it's only a set number of champions in, in a religion... And then there's one chosen, which is the... Is, is this with most religions? Yes. So it's kind of the same at Lamia. It's exactly the same at Lamia. She yeah. definitely also had the exact same. So Lamia does have a chosen. Um, the Veras are seen as champions. Isn't there quite a lot of them, though? Uh, there is. 
Lamia is a very old religion, and she has had some time on her to <laughs> ulster some power. But yeah, there's a lot of Veras, a lot of champions. Uh, but because of that, Lamia doesn't have that as many clerics and bishops. Like mm-hmm. She has uh, exchanged them for other things. And the Veras are gaining power themselves by, you know, having believers in them. Like most mortals believes in Vera instead of Lamia. Yeah. So when he slips up about the Chosen, what does he say? He slips up that he says that he has, he has applied for Light Hand to come to the city and bring the Chosen with him. And you can see a distaste in his mouth when he says Light Hand. You mean the family in Uvala? Yeah, that is the family I'm... in Uvala. That the the kid that you saw. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I know she was a light hand. Pure distaste when he talks about yeah. them, and when prodding him a little bit more about it, he slips up and simply says, "Northerners, they're all." They're all just thinking about trading and nothing about human lives. And uh, sorry, I shouldn't talk about the other nobles of our country like that. <sighs> I won't tell. But yeah, I heard the distaste between north and south in this country. It's, yes, there is a great distaste that unfortunately is growing larger and larger day by day. <sighs> I am... I am... Uh, Fearing the day that we might see combat between uh, between houses. Wouldn't Sakrala invade? <laughs> Sakrala and Moloch have quite the truce. Neither of us wants to have a combat right now. I would be extremely surprised if Sakrala would immediately take the chance of invade. If Moloch actually would split up. Then, then we'd be in way more of a problem if that happens. You keep walking towards Guildhall, and this is where we stop today's session. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening. It has been a pleasure having you here. Listen to us. I hope you had fun. We sure had fun. And I hope to see you in episode 6, part 2. Have a nice day. Goodbye.